Alrighty, hello everybody, and welcome back to my bookcast. I thought, with the school year approaching, I would make a book recommendation episode about the books you should try to read before the school year starts. Because these books are chunky, they are time-consuming, and they will need a lot of your attention. So I thought, while you still have summer, you should read these books because you probably have nothing better to do. So, without further ado, let's get started. Alrighty, so I have a feeling that this episode is going to be pretty much all fantasies because fantasies follow the criteria, usually follow the criteria that I listed before, but we'll just see where the wind takes us. Anyways, the first book is These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. You guys have probably heard of this before. It is quite popular, but I'm still going to include it because, oh my god, it was fantastic. So basically, there's a lot going on in this book, and if you you can tell from the title that it's based off uh, Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare. So we follow Roma and Juliet. It's a retelling, and it's set in 1920s Shanghai. It has gangs, so like rivaling gangs. We have star-crossed lovers, and we have this magical, weird little sickness going around. So there's a lot going on, which is why, like I said, it will be time-consuming and it will need your full attention, but it is so worth it. Like, the tension between the characters is elite, and I love that this can be classified as a historical fiction because you don't have to feel like you're wasting your time reading some fantasy because it is a historical fiction. It is set in 1920s Shanghai, so you can technically say I did some historical reading this summer. Anyways, seriously amazing. I rated it a 3.5 just because in the beginning it was a bit info dumpy, but that's normal with every fantasy. And the plot twist, you guys have to read, the plot twist is really what you're here for. The last page, the last sentence, it will be mind-boggling. And the sequel is coming out in November, in November, in November, I think. So now is obviously the perfect time to read it so you can get the sequel. It all works out in the end. Next up, we have another fantasy, but this one's not historical. And that is Bonecrier's Moon by Catherine Prudy. Now, this is the first of two, and the second one is already out. So if you like completed duologies, then this is definitely up your alley. And we follow three point of views, but don't let that throw you off because I was kind of confused. I don't really like three multiple point of views. I usually like one or two, but this one did make sense and I did enjoy it. So basically we have our first point of view. We have the main character, Alice, Alice. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's French, but she is a bone crier and basically she has to perform this ritual in order to become the next matriarch of her, like, I guess, coven of bone criers. And what they do is they use animal bones to ferry dead souls. So they're they're farriers, and they ferry dead souls to heaven or hell or wherever they're destined to be. But in order to complete her ritual, she has to kill the boy she's destined to love. So we have that classic, I'm sent to kill you trope which if that interests you, this is perfect. Our second point of view is Bastien, another French name I cannot pronounce. 
um, he is obviously the love interest, and his father was killed by a bone crier, so he's been seeking revenge, and he decides to attempt to capture a bone crier and kill her. Of course, that is none other than Aless, the main character, so that's where all the like turmoil plot stuff starts happening. And then the third point of view, this one, this is where it gets a little confusing because it follows Aless, Aless's best friend Sabine and I thought her point of view was kind of when I read the synopsis I was thinking what's the point of Sabine's point of view like it doesn't really make any sense I don't see how she connects to the plot but it is actually really important and her point of view definitely added a lot to the overall plot of the story so don't be thrown off by that basically she's just um Aless's best friend and when Aless, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce her name, Aless, I'm going to call her Aless. When Aless gets captured by Bastion, she has to try and save her, um, but it gets a little difficult because she doesn't really like doing the whole bone crier thing. She doesn't like killing the animals and using their bones or whatever. So it's her own little character growth journey. Anyways, this was, it sounds complicated, but it is a pretty simple read. I would say there's not too much info dumping. Um, plus, the cover is gorgeous. And it was pretty good. I gave it four stars. The only thing I think was that it was a bit rushed. And some things were kind of unrealistic. But then again, it's a fantasy world. Like, I'm not going to hate on that. Yeah, it's an intriguing read. Super high stakes. And I just say do yourself the favor and read it. Next up, we have Legendborn by Tracy Dion. So this is the first um, book in, I think it's going to be like a duology or a trilogy. I'm not sure it has been announced. But the second book is coming out in 2022. This is the epitome of chunky, kind of info dumpy in a good way fantasy book. It's like 500, 600 pages long and... The beginning is just, you honestly have to isolate yourself with this book. Like, there has to be zero distractions, just you and the book, and you just going for it. Because otherwise, you won't be able to convince yourself to read it. it it's pretty hardcore, yeah. It's based off the uh, tales of King Arthur, and there are some of his descendants that are at this college um, in the present day, and there's been these demons that have been feeding on human energies that come from, like, some evil world, and these students, these descendants, they call themselves the Legendborn, they, uh, their job is to fight these demons and send them back to the world they came from, so Bree, uh, has, like, no connection to them whatsoever, but she does revive a memory that was hidden from her, and she realizes that she might be connected to these legendborn students so she decides to befriend them and kind of join them on this journey to achieve their goal i kind of make it sound lame but it's actually really interesting and the cover just like bone crier's moon is gorgeous but whoo this was a hardcore read it took me like almost a week to finish this girl but if you're Okay, I feel like there are two types of plot twists. One type of plot twist that, you know, happens at the very last page, like these violent delights that you're like, oh, now I have to wait until the, the sequel. But this one, this one had like 
five plot twists jam-packed into the last, like, 30%. Just when I thought it was over, there would be another one. I was completely shocked. Like, it was 7 a.m. in the morning, and I was, like, freaking out in my bedroom, like, reading this book. So, if you're a plot twist lover, read this book. If you're into those type of myths, like King Arthur and that type of thing, then this will also interest you. And also, if you're just into, like, heavy fantasies with substance because I feel like there are lots of fantasies that are just flimsy but this one has substance so if you're into those then I recommend this as well this next one I don't talk about too often because I feel like I'm kind of in denial about it and that is The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Lovenseller I have already had a terrible past relationship with Trisha Lovenseller So I was kind of going into this book being like, I'm probably not going to like it, but I'm going to read it just for the sake of reading it. And then when I realized I gave it four stars, I was like, this is interesting because I don't know. I just, I kind of wanted to be able to say that I didn't like any of Trisha Lovenseller's books, which is why I'm kind of in denial that I kind of liked it. But I'm going to talk about it anyways, because it's another fantasy and kind of goes with the criteria of all of this. Basically, we follow Alessandra and there's someone called the shadow king in her kingdom by the way we have like zero world building in this book so if you're looking this is one of those flimsy fantasy reads remember when i said that legendborn was a substance read this is a flimsy one but that's not a bad thing for some people so there's no world building but there is someone called the shadow king and he's the ruler and alessandra has a plan and this is her plan so step one woo the shadow king Step two, marry the Shadow King. Step three, kill him and take his kingdom for herself. So there are obviously some high stake motives in this book. And that plan is basically what the plot revolves around. You can guess she, you know, goes to the palace, woos the Shadow King, gets a relationship with him, yada, yada, yada. But also, she's not the only one trying to kill the Shadow King. So there are other people trying to assassinate him and she finds herself trying to keep him alive for as long as possible which is contrary is that a word contrary her original plan so she finds herself being like hmm and obviously this is a romance so you can probably guess what's gonna happen but it's still like it's still pretty decent a fun little fantasy read i read this in literally one day it's only 300 pages and i gave it four stars which i'm still in denial about i'm like is it really worth four stars? But at the same time, I can't bring myself to change it because then I'm, I'd be biased because I don't really like the author, you know? We're going to leave it at four stars. But it's a nice book if you're not into, like, those really substancy heavy fantasies. Yep, and that is all for today. I know I only recommended four books, but those four books are thick and substancy. I'm using that word a lot today. But I think it will sustain you for your next few weeks of summer. And thank you so much for listening, Um, and I'll see you next time. Love, your favorite bookworm.